Now, Louisville Bats Baseball. Hi again, everybody. Welcome once again to Louisville Bats Baseball. Uh, podcast form now, the Bat Chat Podcast, the first edition uh, of Brainchild. I'm Nick Curran, uh, JT Murphy, the Bat Social Media intern uh, coming up with with this idea as well to uh, start a podcast this year and it's something we hope to do throughout the course of the 2020 season and hope uh, to do it when there is baseball the goal will be to bring you guests and uh, talk to them about life in professional baseball and life in minor league baseball we'll talk to coaches players front office staff rovers uh, you name it we are going to hope to uh, catch up with those folks over the course of the 2020 season. And uh, who knows what other special guests may stop by. Hoping to do something special with Jim Kelch here, uh, among many others. So it should be a lot of fun. We thank you for joining us for this debut edition of the Bat Chat Podcast. And who better to be the first guest than the Bat's 2020 skipper, Pat Kelly. He has been in professional baseball now for nearly 50 years as either a player, coach, or uh, much of that time as a manager has managed all over the world. And, of course, uh, all of us dealing with the effects of uh, the coronavirus and the shutdown of baseball amongst all other sports in the country right now. And uh, PK at home in Florida, riding it out with everybody else and social distancing and and staying inside when uh, this would obviously normally be just wrapping up or getting set to wrap up spring training with the minor league guys. And uh, PK, our first guest, talking to him about uh, everything he saw out in Arizona with uh, all of this news coming down and uh, what he saw on the field for some of the spring training games that were played. We hope you enjoy this debut edition of the Bat Chat podcast. And our first ever guest on the podcast is the skipper of the Bats once in 2018 for 10 games and now again getting ready to go for this 2020 season. Hopefully uh, in the near future is Pat Kelly. Uh, PK, how are you? How's everything going? Uh, I know you were back home now uh, with with everything that's going on in the country right now. Yeah, we're hunkered down here in uh, Sarasota and uh, fortunately we have some good weather, but you can't do anything with it. <laughs> uh, but we're, uh, yeah, we're locked down and uh, trying to do our, our part as far as social distancing and uh, and trying to isolate as much as we can. What is uh, what is the the social distancing and 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 uh, kind of the the uh, the the isolation activities for the Kelly household? Well, I, I you know I guess we're we're probably a little more conservative than most. I mean, unfortunately, Florida has a reputation the last couple of weeks of, of being uh, not very good about it, but. Uh, no, we got home about a week ago from Arizona, and uh, we just decided because of our age and and uh, susceptibility that it was it was best if we, uh, you know, could isolate as much as possible. My wife teaches jazzercise, and obviously had to close her classes, uh, and actually she and I have been doing some uh, some jazzercise aerobics type stuff uh, about three times a week, and uh, I. The one thing I'm going to get out of this is I'm going to be in a lot better shape. I <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. We're going on walks like there's no tomorrow here. So that's uh, that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, you mentioned just getting back, uh, you know, a week or so ago from spring training uh, and out in Arizona. What was it kind of like out there as, as the uh, news was kind of coming out by – 
by the day, by the hour, it seemed like, certainly for a few days there, and, and maybe still is. But but what was it like uh, to, to be out there as, as that kind of information kept trickling out? Yeah, it was very interesting because uh, I was st- still in Major League camp, and, uh, you know, we were basically told, uh, I, I think, on uh, on Thursday to – Let's you know we're gonna take the weekend off and reassess, and it just seemed like you know every hour things changed, and uh, you know it turned out on Friday that one of the employees in uh, in Goodyear uh, got infected. So obviously that changed a lot of things as far as the complex went, and so they closed everything down. Uh, they had to do a, a big cleanup there, and uh, then. We decided that, uh, you know, probably best to send everybody home. You know, major league-wise, you couldn't because the Players Association gave the players individual choice. But we got our minor leaguers uh, as many as we could. We got them on flights and and got them back home. Uh, Major league-wise, guys had talked about maybe hanging around. uh, But a majority of them left for home uh, to be with their families. And then it just kind of – it just kept changing every, you know – five minutes it seemed like and uh but Cincinnati was great about keeping us updated and uh, eventually uh on Sunday night my wife and I decided to uh to fly back to Sarasota and uh at least get get back here and get settled and uh so we've been here for about uh, eight days now and uh just kind of hunkered down but it, it was interesting to go through the whole process because it was so fluid and it kept changing and you know at one point teams were talking about staying and working out and then all of a sudden everybody was scattering really quick. So it it was a very unique situation. This would, I mean, this is obviously an unprecedented situation, but have you been or how much, and I know this is tough. Have have you, have you been in contact with, with any uh, players? I know you'd spent a lot of time working in major league camp. The minor leaguers hadn't really been there very long. Um, or, or your staff or, or anything like that? How much how much uh, have you been able to talk to some of the guys uh, as everyone has scattered kind of everywhere? Yeah, the Reds have been great. We, uh, we get a weekly uh, update from Phil Castellini. Uh, we do a, a, a session on the, on the computer video. Uh, and so he updates us with everything going on in the organization. And then minor league-wise, uh, we, we have conference calls. Uh, we've all been assigned uh, some of the minor league players to keep in contact with and just to get updated on, on whether they're home or not, uh, what kind of facilities they have to work out in, uh, you know, whether they can do stuff at home to stay in shape and just basically to stay in contact with the players. And so we, we've, uh, we've dealt, developed some uh, programs for the hitters. We've done some stuff for uh, the infielders and the outfielders and the catchers. Uh, and then Kyle Bodie's done some things for the, some things for the pitchers. So we're basically just trying to stay in contact with everybody, and uh, you know try to keep some everybody in a, a semblance of, of uh, some kind of baseball condition. Yeah, definitely not uh, an easy thing to do at this point with the, with everyone everywhere and and just this weird situation. Give folks a sense of of what your uh, spring training was like overall, maybe before. Um, obviously, all this really came out of the news and, and shut everything down. Uh, what was your spring like leading up to it? Well, it was it was a great camp. I thought uh, David Bell and his staff did a fantastic job. Uh, very impressed with 
how much individual work we do, uh, how much we do by uh, position. Um, very different than, than what baseball's been in the past. Uh, I kind of compare it a little bit to, uh, to how football teams do their practices where they, they start out with individual positions and then they, they gradually work into larger and larger groups and then finish up a, a, as a team. And, and that's the way spring training was, and I thought it was very effective. Um, the, the new staff that David uh, brought in last year is, is extremely organized and, and does a really good job. So I thought spring training was going great. Uh, you know, I, wins and losses, I, I don't think they, they cared too much about. Uh, they were just trying to get the players in shape and obviously get the pitchers in shape because that's really what spring training is about. And, uh, and of course, with our club, that's going to be the strength of, of the Reds this year is, is their starting staff. Obviously, the the big technology influx and a lot made of that with with the Reds and and, and the organization kind of making um, some tweaks to the the pitching system, if you will. Uh, how much did you notice maybe any sort of uptick in in technology and, and just uh, maybe changes from the past in going about uh, getting pitchers ready for the season? Maybe some some differences you've seen from past years. Yeah, I think a, a complete overhaul of the system. Obviously, equipment-wise, uh, we have so much more now with the with the rep, rep soto for every bullpen. Uh, with we've always had video, but now we have the uh, the slow motion video, which to me is probably the most important thing for a pitcher in developing his his pitches. So uh, you know, Kyle Bodie's done a great job with that. Uh, been able to incorporate that with the pitching coaches and. Uh, it was really exciting. I, I think uh, we're going to make big strides pitching-wise uh, this season if we play and, and in the future. So uh, it, it was really interesting to watch. Um, completely different look of, of development. Obviously, you know, you still use your eyes, but uh, it gets backed up by all the technology, and, and uh, it, it really seems to work. What, uh, what do you like about the, the slow-mo cameras? What, what does that offer pitchers in, in your mind? Well, I think the biggest thing is is hand position on on release of, of the pitches. Uh, you know, you you can think you feel something, but you don't really know. It's very similar to hitters. Hitters, you know, talk about why well, I, I think this and I do this, and then you see them on video, and it's completely different. Uh, and I think with pitchers, uh, you know, their hand position on, on their pitch and uh, being able to take a guy that has a below average slider and uh, and make it better. Uh, it, it's much easier when you can show his hand position on the ball at release, and and uh, you know rather than saying, "Hey, try this grip, try this," uh, we can really put it on on film and, and show them exactly what they're doing, and then show them what they need to do. And I think we we really saw a lot of pitchers make progress with their uh, their secondary pitches, and uh, you know I think that's a that's a huge key to, to pitching nowadays. No doubt. Um, this is probably going to be an impossible one to answer, but hey, we'll ask it. Um, it was was there was there maybe a few or, or anybody that that position player pitcher wise anybody that that you look back to from your time there that that really stood out to you that you, you think back to immediately and say, wow, yeah, that guy really stood out in, in what he was doing in the spring. Uh, you know, we were still early in the spring. Sure. So, you know, a lot of the younger players were get, getting to play more. And, and that, that's what was fun to see was to see guys that had played uh, either for me a little bit in Louisville a couple of years ago or 
maybe last year in Chattanooga, and just to see their development, that part was good. Uh, to see a lot of the six-year free agents was was very interesting for me. Uh, you know, obviously, guys are had a pretty good chance of ending up playing for us. Uh, you know, a guy like Brandon Barnes who played in Columbus last year and getting to see him play. We we ran a mini camp for players that weren't invited to big league camp and and then they could feed over to the major league games to help out. And, uh, you know, getting to see Brandon and, and realizing what a good player he is. And then you look at his his stats and the numbers that he put up last year. It, it, it's very exciting to have veteran players like that that have a real good chance of being in Louisville this year. Yeah, and a guy that, that you know, got the call last year uh, in September up to the Reds and, and uh, somebody that I know folks really – uh, enjoyed having here in Louisville last year throughout the season was uh, was Christian Cologne. How much uh, did you get a chance to, to see him or, or work with him when uh, when you guys were still out there? Well, geez, I've, I've known Christian since he was drafted. I was actually managing Lynchburg for the Reds when uh, he first went to Wilmington, Delaware with the Royals after the draft. And so I've always been acquainted with him, followed his career. And, and then, of course, for him to have that terrific year in Louisville last year, but it was fun to see him this spring, uh, just the flexibility he has at, at the, the different positions, uh, the way he handles the bat, uh, always gives you a good at bat. And, you know, he was really in, in, a, in a deep competition for one of the extra spots. You know, I, I think it was really interesting this year with, with the 26-man roster, and it's going to be a position player that, uh, you know, there were a lot of guys competing for that position, and, and I definitely think he was one of them. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how the roster uh, affects things this year once the season does get going. Um, on the pitching side, single out a guy that, that uh, split time with you in Chattanooga last year and then uh, up to Louisville was actually the IL Pitcher of the Week for the last week of the season last year, and that was uh, TJ Antone. I know he was having a pretty nice spring up until the time that, that this all cut off and, and on the 40-man roster now. And uh, what about uh, – what did you see from TJ? Well, TJ was very impressive. Uh, most of his outings were out of the bullpen. Uh, but velocity-wise, uh, he, he really had bumped it up. He was, he was up to, to 95 miles an hour. And, uh, of course, the, the off-speed stuff that he has. Uh, I, I think this is a perfect example of a guy that, that's really been helped by our, our new pitching system. Obviously, last year was a transition for him, going from being a sinker ball pitcher to a, a, a four-seam guy with more elevation of his fastball and pitching less to contact, more to, to, uh, to missing bats. And I think that being able to continue that on this spring uh, with with all the uh, Eggertronics and the Rapsodo and all that uh, has really, really allowed TJ to, to make big strides in the organization. Great stuff uh, from from what you saw out there in spring. How weird is it for you right now to just not to not be there to to you know to not this is a time of year when you're always in spring training and you're you're just not there right now. Yeah, this is. This is very strange. It's it's almost like an off season. You know, you come home and uh, you know you you've been doing activities 24 hours a day, and then you come home and you know you do nothing. And uh, although I'm very good at doing nothing, <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's driving my wife crazy. Obviously, uh, I can I can only sleep on the couch for so long. Uh, but it you know it, it's just it's so unique 
Um, and I just have basically just transitioned to an off-season mode of, of things that I would do in the off-season. I've done a lot of yard work. Uh, I'm, uh, I've always been a, a, a big reader, but even even more so now. And uh, try trying to eliminate television, but unfortunately that becomes the noise in the background and probably watch too much television at this point. What are you watching during during the self-isolation? Anything good? <laughs> no, no. I'm, you know, I'm not a Netflix guy or, or a binge watcher. So I, I've just been watching the, uh, the uh, normal uh, ABC, CBS evening stuff. But the problem is, uh, as my wife reminded me, is that they're going to go into reruns next week, and then we're really in trouble. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to come up with something. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll have to, have to use my. Uh, my Amazon Prime, or uh, maybe join Netflix or something. That's that's going to be the move. Uh, jumping into the streaming services right there, uh, as everything jumps into reruns. Um, on on a family note, uh, your son Casey uh, plays in Korea, and uh, I know you've you've talked to to him about uh, everything there from their standpoint. But kind of a unique perspective, being an athlete playing internationally and and uh, in a part of the world that has certainly dealt with this. Well, that's the thing. Uh, he, he just went back uh, yesterday. He had been home for a couple of weeks uh, when they decided to take a break from their exhibition season. And so he flew back yesterday. Um, I think he's probably going back to a better place, a place that's in a better place than we are right now. So uh, as far as safety-wise, that's good. Obviously, he's, he's away from his family because his family uh, with a young baby decided to stay here. So uh, that part's tough, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. They're supposedly on the, on the downhill side. Uh, they've been able to flatten the curve. Um, the first thing that happened when he uh, got off the plane is the team made him take a, a test, and you know their test they get a, a answer back in about 15 minutes. So they've progressed a lot farther than we have in, in this thing. So, but he's uh, all the way across the world, which is really really difficult, but. Uh, they're playing some inner squads now. Uh, it looks like they're going to start playing some exhibition games, and, and they think they may be able to play by mid-April. Uh, maybe not without, maybe without crowds. Uh, they would just play for on TV, but uh, it looks like they're going to play. So, at least from our standpoint, it looks like there's a hope. But you know, we've got to do a better job of, of flattening this curve and and getting on the downhill side. Yeah, so you can join uh, a lot of other folks that have said it, uh, the importance of just staying inside and, and staying away from people. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a very strange time, and, and the first thing you think of is things to do that you can do outside or, you know, jump in the car and go to the store. Uh, you, you know, you just have to think twice about how, how necessary that trip is and, and – uh, you know, become, become a little bit boring, but I, you know, I think it's something we have to do for the next couple of weeks and, and, uh, and hopefully it works. Amen to that. That's, uh, what we're all certainly hoping and, and, uh, glad to hear your family safe, continued, uh, health and safety to, to your family PK. And, and we, uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you, uh, here in Louisville, uh, sooner rather than later. That sounds great, Nick. Looking forward to it. A big thanks to, Bats manager Pat Kelly for being our first guest 
on the Bad Chat Podcast. You'll be able to check this out uh, online. Check out the Bad Social Media to keep up with new episodes. Hoping to do one once a week here uh, as we wait for the season to get started, bringing you a, a different staff member or player each week, maybe even going into front office staff. And uh, hopefully baseball will be here before we know it, and we can delve into uh, some of those stories of life in the minor leagues as well with uh, a lot of guys that will be joining this Bats Club as uh, the 2020 season gets going. But uh, for now, that'll do it for us. Look for a new episode coming next week. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm Nick Curran. It's the Bat Chat Podcast.